Welcome back to another episode of Heatwave Radio's Classic Movies Live. As you all know, we talk only about classic movies on this podcast, and we talk about them as they're becoming classics. Yes. Of course. That's the name of the show. So, uh, what better time to, uh, at what better time to talk about classic movies, and also, what better time to, uh, determine what movies will become classics than the Oscars. And our, this year's Oscars, the nominations have just been announced. They were announced this week. Hopefully they are announced this week as you guys are listening to this as well. And um, there's, uh, there's not too much time before they actually get, uh, before the uh, award seminar, yeah. ceremony. For which we are hosting an event for as well in the well. Yes. Uh, if you're hearing this in time, there is actually an event that uh, UBC Movie Maniacs, our club, is putting on in the well on Oscars night. I guess that's going to be starting at like 3.30 because I think that's yes. when the Oscars start. Um, yeah, we got prizes. We got a fun time. Mm-hmm. So please come on out to that and you can uh, watch the Oscars. Yeah. But for now, what we're going to do is we are going to talk about the nominations that just came out and mm-hmm. sort of, this is probably going to be our only Oscars episode. There's not really a point in doing multiple. So this is no. where we're going to talk about our thoughts on the nominations and who we think should win and so on and so forth. The first category we're going to talk about is the supporting actor category. Yeah. So in uh, so here are the nominees and this is a this is a clip from the nominations live stream. Check it out. The nominees for performance by an actor in a supporting role are Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. Al Pacino in The Irishman. Joe Pesci in The Irishman. And Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wow. Bunch of no-names right there. (laughs) All right, so anyway, we just heard John Cho, I believe. Great clip. Yeah, it was either John Cho or Issa Rae reading the nominations. I didn't watch the nominations. Um, so I'm, I'm going to look up exactly who it was that was reading them so that I don't get her name wrong every single time. Okay. But anyway, I just wanted to uh, point out to everybody, um, did you hear Willem Dafoe in that list? Because he wasn't there. Yeah, I feel like there was a little Defoe missing from this list. Mm-hmm. And specifically in the actor in a supporting role. I mean, it'd be kind of would, weird if we saw Willem Dafoe in documentary sorts, short subject. But yeah, for sure. I but wouldn't mind. I guess Willem way. is Defoe of the Academy. The Academy, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll start with actor in a supporting role. Uh, do you want to go through each? Well, we got Tom Hanks. Have you seen? I have a beautiful not yet day seen a beautiful day in the neighborhood. This one's kind of tough for me because I've only seen one of. I've seen The Irishman, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, for which uh, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for The Irishman, Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have not seen The Two Popes or A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood though. Well, so it's hard for me to say. I did not think. I thought The Irish. I, I thought Al Pacino and Joe Pesci brought in very good performances. I wouldn't say they were Oscar-worthy, though. That's fair. Um, I have seen everything in this category except for Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I've heard he's very good in that movie. I've heard that movie is not very good, though. Mm. Um, How would you say Anthony Hopkins was then? He was fine. All of these performances, I would say they were fine. I don't know why they'd be 
Oscar worthy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can see any one of these as a nomination, and I can't see any one of them as a win. So it's weird that we got, because every year there's a couple of movies that I think were good and should be recognized, mm-hmm. but not necessarily uh, should win anything. And this is how I feel about every single performance in actor in a supporting role. Yeah. I Which, think it's too bad. I think considering I think there are a lot of very good actors in supporting roles this year. It's just they're not on this list. Yeah, I mean, uh, notable uh, notable snubs here include everyone from Parasite. Yeah. Uh, I think. Well, I guess the dad would be the dad particularly. Yeah. yeah. The the poor dad. Um, Robert Downey Jr. in Endgame. As as much as that's um, maybe I think not he'd a be leading role. No, he wouldn't actually. Disney was Disney promoted him as supporting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Disney didn't promote a single leading role from that. They okay. supported. They put everyone down for supporting. Well, I definitely say yeah, he was better than the performances that I've seen so far in this. I list. would. Uh, I I don't mean any. Uh, I I don't mean any offense to Anthony Hopkins, but I would put Robert Downey Jr. in there over Anthony Hopkins. I mean, probably I would get rid of Joe Pesci first. Joe Pesci was fine, again. Yeah, he was... Like, he was was very good. I don't think he was Oscar-worthy. Oscar, Oscar, yeah, probably not. Um, I would say, of these, probably my favorites are either Al Pacino or Brad Pitt. Yes. And, again, neither of those is necessarily Oscar-worthy, but, like, they were just... They just played... Al Pacino was... Yeah, I'd say... They were both good... And I would say that they both played characters that are character types that I like. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I'm, I'm picking two people I like. <laughs> I just say the problem with Brad Pitt is he just played himself. Yeah, he mostly. just played Brad. I mean, he was a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, I like Brad Pitt. So, of course, he's one of my favorites in this category. Yeah. But, like, I saw Brad Pitt on, I saw Brad Pitt win the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor, and I thought, okay. But I don't see why. No, it was just very well, it was a very good role. For him, so but I think I wouldn't say his acting abilities were really pushed. So um, once upon a time in Hollywood. I mean, it's pretty clear. I think that neither of us has that much to say no. to these supporting roles. So what would you say? Who's your Who's your pick for supporting role? I would say I think Brad Pitt's gonna win. I think um, Brad Pitt is also gonna. I win. I would not be surprised if Al Pacino did win though. I would say of the people that are actually on the ballot, my I'm gonna go with Al Pacino because I think. Like I said, I liked both him and Brad Pitt probably equally, mm. but I feel like Al Pacino didn't just play himself. He played a character <laughs> that was familiar to him. Like his character, um, Jimmy Hoffa, was not that much unlike the mob characters he's played in the past, yeah. but also it wasn't literally just him. Yeah. Um, there was more to it. Anyway, so. my pick is Willem Dafoe. I cannot yeah. believe The Lighthouse got snubbed in everything but cinematography here. Yeah, which was... I mean, it had great cinematography, but sure. it's probably the last thing I expected for it. Yeah, opinion. I would have... I mean, I guess we're not going to talk about The Lighthouse too, too much more throughout this. Yeah. So I would say actor in a supporting role, definitely. As far as I'm concerned, Willem Dafoe did the best performance of anyone in a supporting role yeah. I've seen this year. Actor in a leading role, I could, I, I could I think see it. I could have been nominated. Well, I think, I, I think be in there. that's what I was talking about with, I think that's a nomination, not a win. Yeah. And I don't know why it's not in original screenplay either. Um, yeah, that that's definitely also. So one. and and maybe uh, score too. Honestly, I really like the score, score. Was very good. Maybe yeah. I'd say sound editing. Yeah. Okay. There's just there's so many like best director too. Like <laughs> the lighthouse could have swept the Oscars. That's I, I, not true. But I, it could have done very well. I think it could have done much better. Anyways, 
That's it. That's our lighthouse rant out of the way. Yeah. So <laughs> now that we've talked about the I think lighthouse, both our respective second favorite movie this year, but uh, I put it as my fourth for fourth the year. Favorite. Wait, sorry. Yeah. What were your top? My top three were 1917, Parasite, Parasite, and then Midsummer, and oh, then I put I the lighthouse okay. right after that. Yeah. And honestly, Midsummer and Lighthouse, I wouldn't switch those around. Yeah. But if you ask me on a different day, I might. You might. Um, okay. Yeah, so that is actor in a supporting role. Yeah. Here's another clip of uh, from the nominations, uh, and then Pierre's gonna take over for a minute. This is actor. This is actress in a supporting role. Here's a clip from the nominations. Members of the Academy's Actors Branch nominate these performances by an actress in a supporting role: Kathy Bates in Richard Jewell. Yes, Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pugh in Little Women. And Margot Robbie in Bombshell. Right. Strong list. Super Very strong. strong list. Great. Uh, another good clip. I, I don't know what the person said in the clip, but uh, we're going to go with it. So, actress in a supporting role, we have Kathy Bates from which Richard Jewell. Have you you saw that? I saw okay. Richard Jewell. It was a waste of my time. There you go. Um, I have not seen it, and I don't intend to see it now that after <laughs> Jeff's glowing review. Uh, Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Very good. Scarlett, Definitely a front runner. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pugh. Pugh. Pugh for. Pugh. I did Women. look it up. It's Pugh. Okay. And Margot Robbie for Bombshell. So which of these have you seen? I've seen all of these. Okay, these are perfect. all very good, actually. Well, mm. with the exception of Richard Jewell. Kathy Bates wasn't <laughs> bad, but I didn't understand what she did that was special enough to warrant this role. Yeah. Like, she has one very emotional scene, which is nice, but it's also, like, clearly a tearjerker scene. Like, mm. she she plays it well, yeah. but it's nothing special. It's yeah. just, she's it's a tearjerker scene, whatever. yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, what is, what, who's, your, who's, your, uh, who's your pick here? Or what do you want to say about these nominees? I, okay, so I have seen Florence Pugh in Little Woman, Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit and Laura Dern in Marriage Story. I will say it's, Flo, Florence Pugh is really good. I wouldn't say she is up there with Laura Dern and Scarlett Johansson. Um, I, I think they're very close. Their, their characters are so different is the problem mm-hmm. um it's hard to compare them cause, really yeah it's because like scarlett johansson's character is like basically like very like warm it's a warm and caring person mm-hmm. or during is, i guess she shows those traits but mo- for the most part she's just in a very aggressive no bullshit yeah uh, character i i want to say scarlett johansson though simply because i think she showed a lot more range in her role yeah um, um because there was there were scenes where she had to play comedic, scenes where she had to play very like very serious scenes where she had to be scared. You know, it was just like I, it might have been like her character was just better written too. I think in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but to pull off, there were some scenes in there that were just like amazing with her that uh, 
I really think showed showed her range much better than Laura Dern was able to do. Right. I I definitely agree with that. Um, I would say for actress in a supporting role, for me, it's a toss up between Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh because the mm. way you just described Scarlett Do- Johansson, I would also describe Florence Pugh in Little Women. That's a good although point. she's quite she's quite different. Her character is a lot different than uh, Scarlett yeah. Johansson's, but she also shows a lot of range. Mm-hmm. She plays that character. Uh, both at around 14 years old and at around 21. <laughs> 21. <laughs> so like she's she's playing a she's playing a character that has to evolve pretty much between scenes because yeah. they they flip back and forth between these yeah. seven years. And um, I thought she did that. Very, she showed not only a lot of range, but a lot of character growth in that. That's and true. honestly, I thought she stole the show from just about anyone else in that movie, including Laura Dern, actually, because she was in that she movie. She was in that movie. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, so... Later on, we'll get to it. Actress in a leading role, Shersha uh, Ronan is in it for Little Women as well. Mm-hmm. She was, I almost didn't realize she was in that movie, basically. Like, she's really? in that movie. I saw her, clearly. She's, yeah. she's a main role. Yeah. But I really thought that Little Women was the story, essentially, of Florence Pugh's character. Oh, interesting. I mean, because of how much she sold. Yeah, story. I mean, I knew going in. I, I didn't know that she was up for nominations, but I knew going in that she was the supporting actress, if anything, that yeah. Saoirse Ronan was the lead actress. Yeah. But the way that I watched and perceived that movie, I basically thought, you know, Saoirse Ronan is entirely overshadowed by Florence Pugh's character, I mm. thought. So I thought that, I mean, Little Women is a good movie, and it's a very big movie as well. Mm. And I thought that Florence, if Florence Pugh, if it wasn't already a very good movie, Florence Pugh would have essentially carried that movie. I Uh, thought she really elevated it for sure. I I don't think she elevated it, but I will say she was very good. I think a big part, because the movie takes a non-linear storytelling format, Mm -hmm. telling the differences between her younger character and her older character, like, uh, it was just very, she, the way she acted about, it was very subtle, but, like, she looks exactly the same, honestly, in both. But just, like, her her composure and her posture and, like, the way she acts is very... It showed the evolution of how she grew up. Like, it was very believable. Mm-hmm. And it was important because when you're switching between scenes, you, you need those little details to know which time period you're in in the story. Right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think she was... She showed... As much talent as Scarlett Johansson, though. No, that's fair. I definitely, as far as I'm concerned, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it could go either way. Yeah. And I don't know that it will go either way, mm-hmm. but it, I, I would be fine with either of either them winning. One. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh, okay, actually, no. I think really, I really think Scarlett Johansson. That's fair. But um, anyways, just to comment one once really quick because we haven't mentioned her at all Margot Robbie and Bombshell yeah. she was very good she is kind of the heart of that story mm-hmm. the The lead actress is Charlize Theron as Megan Kelly mm-hmm. but Margot Robbie is really the she's the linchpin in the entire thing without Margot Robbie's character the story doesn't work Yeah, and she's very good in that role Margot Robbie is a very good actress uh, but I don't know uh, she's up against way better people is just what it's up what yeah. it comes down to and that's fair that's Compared to the actor acting, the actor uh, award, this this category is really stacked. This is yeah, this is a very very good category. Um, and is there anyone that you think uh, should have been nominated that was not? Ooh, let me think. Was no, not that I can think of. If if anything, mm, 
Actually, yeah. I actually can't think of anyone else. Um, gosh, I did write an entire piece for the Phoenix about this, and <laughs> there is someone in you there, but I, I can't think of who I they were. I feel like there's someone, offhand. but yeah, I, I can't think of them either, unfortunately. But it is, uh, well, I guess, once again, if I were to nominate anyone, um, it would probably be whoever I wrote in that Phoenix article, but another person <laughs> would be, uh, I thought that the actress, the the um, actress who played the daughter in Parasite, she would, oh, she I'm was so very sorry. good. Yeah. Honestly, well, the, actually, no, I, I'd say the daughter for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the mom. Maybe not, although she was also very good, but the daughter was, to me, like, the standout performance aside from yeah. the dad Ooh, in that movie. Or the, the housekeeper. The housekeeper. Possibly, in, from Parasite. Oh, yeah, the housekeeper, yeah. yeah. And think of that. Uh, the other, this is kind of a weird one, but I'd actually say Scarlett Johansson from Endgame. Um, I really I, liked I, her in that movie. I don't think that was her strong. It was certainly wasn't her strongest performance this year. No, um, I guess you can't get nominated twice for the same. Not for the same category. But I will say, like, her performance was definitely up there. Um, but yeah. Anyways, you want to move on? Yeah. So that's the first two supporting categories. Now, there's two categories that I'm particularly interested in. Uh, we probably can't talk too m- as as much about them, so these will be a little shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Best International Feature. So here's John Cho and Issa Rae again. The newly renamed Best International Feature Film Award is voted on by Academy members across all branches from around the world. And the nominees are Corpus Christi, Poland. <laughs> Honeyland, North Macedonia. Le Miserables. France, Pain and Glory, Spain, and Parasite, South Korea. All right, that was John Cho and Issa Rae announcing the best international feature. You know, it was a huge surprise here, and also a little, dis- well, kind of disappointing, but not because the movies are disappointing. Yeah. Um, international feature film... Uh, Corpus Christi got nominated from Poland, which is a movie I really want to see but have not yet. It comes out in Canada in April, maybe. It's mm-hmm. not It's not even entirely certain if it's actually going to release in theaters, aside from very select theaters. Yeah. Uh, and also Les Miserables from, uh, uh, <laughs> from France. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I no, can't speak no, French. I was just like, I was like, didn't that movie already come out for a second? It is very like, different, though, because this is like a weird, this is a gang story, I think. Oh, it's like okay. three hours and 40 minutes. It's huge. Yeah. Um, but that's like barely released anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, and there is not almost certainly not a chance that I'm going to be able to see that before the Oscars. Yeah. Um, I've heard good things about them. I can't speak about those for any length of time though because I haven't seen them. Have you seen any of the others in international feature film? No, I've literally only seen Parasite. Okay, so I'm going to talk go. very briefly about this then. This won't be a very long segment then. Uh, there's Honeyland. Honeyland is very good. Uh, if if I were to pick... If I, uh, if I could pick all the awards, then Parasite would get a bunch of them, but it wouldn't get international feature just because it gets everything else. Honeyland would get international feature. Yeah. Because Honeyland is very good. It's a documentary, actually, about a beekeeper in northern Macedonia. Oh. But the way that it's structured is it's just... You know, typically in a documentary, you'll have a narrator or you'll have someone who's kind of teaching you about things. And there's not really that guide in this movie. It's more just 
it just kind of shows her life for three years. And the way that they shot it and put it together, it's basically structured like a narrative. Mm. And it's really cool for that reason. Like, if I, I mean, I knew going in that it was a real story, and not only was it real, it is a documentary. Yeah. But if you didn't, if you hadn't told me that, and I'd just seen it because, I wouldn't have realized it was real. Like, mm. I, it, it plays out like a, uh, like a narrative. Mm. Um, so it's about this beekeeper uh she um has she she like spends every year it's very ritualistic she spends every year doing her beekeeping like she'll go out in the spring get a bunch of bees keep them for a year they usually produce about 10 kilograms of honey and then she'll go out in the spring and replace any bees that died which you know usually she has to do that every year yeah um and part of the way through very early actually and apparently this was unplanned a um, a bunch of people just come by in an RV and move in next to her. Oh. And um, they start up a cattle ranch. And also the the um, patriarch of that family goes over to her and is like, hey, what do you do there? And so he starts keeping bees. And they yeah. just like kind of intrude on her space to some degree. Yeah. But also it follows, uh, I mean, they're there for several years. So the movie also sort of follows them and shows uh, really interestingly the dichotomy between her who's been doing this for several years and just keeping bees uh, in ancient Northern Macedonian tradition. And then these people who come in and the dad just wants to make money. So he like, he just sort of comes in and boisterously and, you know, takes over a lot of her stuff and doesn't actually like steal a lot of her stuff, but he just like, goes about it and tries to do it in a way he's not interested in the traditions or the bees or anything he's just interested in making the money from it mm -hmm. and it's very interesting to see the uh, um, to see the difference between them neither of them is really I mean neither of them is actually portrayed as a bad guy or anything it's just uh, they're just very different ways of life and it shows it very very well and it's yeah. a really cool movie um, okay. so now I've talked a lot about Honeyland. Uh, how about Pain and Glory? You haven't seen I that haven't one. Seen Pain and Glory. Uh, if you're listening to this before January 29th, uh, the Kelowna Film Society is actually showing Pain and Glory on January 29th in uh, the Cineplex um, in Kelowna. Pain and Glory is a movie, it's a Spanish movie, about a director who made a very successful movie a long time ago. Uh, and then sort of retired from movie making. And it's mm. about him sort of going through his midlife crisis and reconnecting with his lead actor. Mm. It is an autobiographical film, essentially, about the director of that movie reconnecting with Antonio Banderas. Yeah. And the director of uh, the director in Pain and Glory is pay played by Antonio Banderas. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's sort of a kind of a... It, it's it's, it's kind of a meta movie, and it's very good. It's, uh, it's a little slow because it is sort of a semi-autobiographical thing, but uh, it's 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 pretty good, mm -hmm. and that would definitely um, we'll talk about him later. But I think the standout thing from that is Antonio Banderas's performance, for which he was also nominated for Best Leading Actor. So we'll get yeah. to that later. Uh, I'll probably talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, Parasite. We've done an entire episode right. of that has not yet come out, but um, essentially that was that was my second favorite movie of the year, beside. Uh, the only thing that got ahead of it was 1917. Mm -hmm. And for you, I know it was up there as well. Yes, it was probably uh, favorite or second favorite beside Lighthouse. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so interna that's international feature film. I think that... Who do you predict? 
I predict Parasite. Yes. And I, I think my pick would also be Parasite. I would say considering it's it's the only one nominated for Best Picture, it's probably going to win that category. I, be I would be... Kind of weird if it didn't. I'd be shocked yeah. if it didn't. All right. Best Animated Feature. Mm-hmm. Here's, uh, here's John Cho and Issa Rae again. Best Animated Feature Film is voted on... <laughs> by the short films <laughs> and feature animation branch as well as members of the animation community across all branches. Here are the nominees. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I Lost My Body. <laughs> Klaus. Missing Link. And Toy Story 4. Yay. So of, uh, of these features, which have you seen for best animated feature? Um, sorry, I'm just trying to find it on my list. It is oh, right, right there. Okay, okay. I've seen it. How to Train Your Dragon uh, and Toy Story 4. I think those are definitely the two. I really wanted to see Missing Link. I heard it wasn't as good, though, as Missing I expected. Because it's from a very good studio. Yeah, it's from... I would say it's the weakest movie from that studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, the studio, Laika, has put out almost exclusively really strong movies. Mm-hmm. So the weakest movie from Laika is still a 4 out of 5. Yeah. But, like, it's... it's. I thought it was pretty bad considering where mm-hmm. it's coming from. Yeah. Um, for this category, I don't, I don't, I didn't like How to Train Your Dragon. Um, I will definitely say, from what I can tell, and I think it should be pretty consistent, Toy Story 4 is my favorite to win, even though I've only seen How to Train Your Dragon. I can just, it was just a really, I think just a really good movie in general. Yeah, I predict that winning as well. Um, I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon, but I would say of the ones I've seen, uh, Toy Story 4 is sort of down there with Missing Link and what I... In, of like what I want to win because mm-hmm. I don't think um, Toy Story 4 was fine it was good I don't think it was fantastic, fantastic. really yeah. um, but more importantly it's up against Klaus which is Klaus. awesome okay. Klaus is a Christmas movie so it's it's got the cards stacked against it mm-hmm. uh, one it doesn't have <laughs> it's a holiday movie yeah. uh, it's a directorial debut from Sergio Pablos mm-hmm. and also it doesn't have any other awards so this might just be the only award nomination it gets and I don't yeah. know that it's actually gonna aren't they all aren't they all this only nomination what do you mean? They're all only nominated for animated feature. Oh yeah, no, I'm saying this is probably the only nominate, the only like major nomination it gets in its mm-hmm. lifetime, essentially. Oh, oh I see. Okay. Um, but uh, that movie is super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wrote, so I wrote an article for the Phoenix that's going to be coming out probably the same day as this podcast, yeah. which is a thousand words long, and mm-hmm. five hundred of that is about Klaus. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so it's a it's a movie about it's an origin story for Santa Claus, but it starts from but it answers like really unconventional questions or like answers questions in a really unconventional way. Mm-hmm. It starts the movie from why from the question of like why do people uh, write letters to Santa Claus, which is just sort of a that's not a question that anyone ever thinks of ever like deals with in origin stories for Santa Claus. Yeah. And then instead of um, Santa Claus being like some magic entity or anything, it's all just like rumors that kids spread around that make this guy larger than life. Oh, like at sick. one point like he only ever goes out at night. So kids are usually asleep. Yeah. But then, like, when a kid does wake up and accidentally see him, like, you see one shot where a kid wakes up, looks out the window, and because 
because of because he's involved in a chase or something, mm-hmm. Santa Claus is just like come off of a mountain and he's like flying past this guy's window. Mm-hmm. So the kid sees me, he goes, Oh my god, he's got a flying sled yeah. with reindeer attached to it. And it's yeah. like, oh, there's where flying reindeer come from. Yeah. So I thought it's just like it's things like that, because it's just instead of magic, there's there's one scene that sort of implies a little bit of magic, but everything else is just like it's a series of small things that build up this guy from some dude in the forest to this actual legendary person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought that was, and I, I just thought it was really well done. It's got a great cast too. Uh, Norm McDonald is in it, which is cool. Oh, I love Norm, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's, that's my pick to win for sure. Cool, um, I gotta check that out. That's yeah. If you uh, consider this my first like major uh, recommendation of the night, Klaus. Klaus. Go watch Klaus. All right. So coming up next, we have director. This is another main category. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's have Issa Rae talk about the directors. For achievement in directing, the director's branch of the Academy nominates The Irishman, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Joker, Todd Phillips. 1917, Sam Mendes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. And Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. Nice. I did it. I did, did it. it. Thank you so much. You did it. Congratulations to those men. Now, I don't know if you can watch the nominations uh, live, did you? did not, no. So the main controversy here is you will notice that all of the directors are men. And... Mm. There's an Asian guy in there. That's there is an Asian right. guy, but that doesn't... <laughs> he's still white. a man. Yeah. So, um... I, I think Greta Gerwig... I think she got snubbed. Uh, I don't think Little she... Little Women should have been in there instead of at least Joker, probably Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Yeah. Um, I... I think that... Uh, I think it's Maybe a shame... Maybe Irishman, actually. Sorry? Maybe even Irishman, sorry. I think, uh, I think it's a bit of a shame that uh, Bong Joon-ho is the last... Uh, the last listed there because um, you'll, I'll send you this so you'll hear it but in the nominations Issa Rae she says the directors and at the very end she goes and Bong Joon-ho yeah. congratulations to those men and the, the obviously she's she sounds like she's a li- hi- trying to hide the fact that she's upset that it's all men and yeah. she could be but it's a shame that it's Bong Joon-ho that gets to bear the brunt of yeah, that yeah why <laughs> I definitely say like Todd Phillips in there it's, should have like Todd Phillips does not belong there. Got some eye rolls. Uh, I think he was fine. It was it was an okay directed movie. I don't understand why he got nominated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say. I okay. So I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say Parasite. I think is the obvious win. Okay, maybe 1917. I think the obvious one is 1917. Uh... It's such a cool directed movie. Like, it's directed like an art. It's not an art movie, but it's directed like one, right? Yeah. That's my thoughts. And it's, and just like everything it sets out to do, it, it does. That's a fair point. Okay, so I... Parasite is a very close second for me, though. I, I found Parasite more tantalizing. I think it had more going for it, though. I, I think it had... It's hard to say because it, it definitely had better actors and a better screenplay... Um, the 1917, like, the main things, but, like, I still think the directing really stood out. I think the directing for both, like, for both movies, the directing was 
at least equally good as each other in yeah. for, for different things. It's just they're so because they're so uh, they're very different. Yeah, but I for, mean it's just the one shot thing. I, I yeah. want to attribute 1917's directing more to um, the cinematography, mm-hmm. um, which we might talk about later quickly. Um, but again, yeah, I, I I'd say I'd agree with you. 1917 or Parasite, uh, the Joker, the Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I wouldn't say any of them really stood out. I would say of the other three, the Irishman would be my third choice because as I've I've seen this pointed out and I wouldn't so strongly make this argument, but the Irishman is a three and a half is a three and a half hour long movie that like is mostly pretty consistent and. Um, stays mostly entertaining for all three and a half hours. Yeah. So it's like, that's kind of a feat in and of itself. It is. It's the same thing with editing. Like, the editing yeah. wasn't great, but, I mean, three three and a half hours of editing and making a coherent story out of that is actually, like, for sure. pretty cool. So um, I would say Irishman's my third choice, but mm-hmm. I my pick for this would be 1917. Your pick, probably Parasite, right? Uh... I, I'd say they're even. I would not be upset if either of them won. I'm I just think, kind of biased towards Parasite because I just think it was a better movie overall. But, I mean, you know. Who do you think wins this one, though? That's that's interesting. Who, who do I think wins? Yeah. I, I can't. I couldn't tell you. I, I, I think if 1917 doesn't win, I think The Irishman wins this one. Really? Yeah. You don't think Parasite's in there at all? Well, I mean, the thing is, I think that Parasite the, and 1917 were the best were the best directed of those. Yeah. I think Martin Scorsese did a good enough job directing that the Academy voters will be like, oh. I do like Martin Scorsese, yeah. so I want him to win. That's a fair point. They like kind it, of an insider vote almost. A, a little I bit. See that, yeah. I don't know if that I don't know if that's accurate to say, but that's no, I, I that's what I think. Plus this is probably one of his last movies. Yeah, I can't Scorsese. imagine he, Well he's And he's it's got, also kind of a love letter to his old movies too like yeah gangster films so um my dad definitely when i talked to my dad about it he said it reminded him quite a bit of goodfellas yeah. but i mean not as good but yeah. but i mean like the academy's usually tends towards older people if if it feels the academy's feel got that, a lot of martin scorsese fans exactly so I, I i can see what you mean but i'm i'm gonna be pretty upset if he wins honestly i would not be super happy either yeah but anyway there's directing um yeah it's kind of a shame that Greta Gerwig got sh- got snubbed for this. Um, also, I would say if I could add anyone to this, besides Greta Gerwig, I would add, forget her name, uh, the person who directed Hustlers. Oh, I haven't seen Hustlers. Hustlers. So, I have no idea. so hu- that's another one where I think that um, I think that it's a nomination, not a win. Mm-hmm. But she makes, Lorreen Scafaria, she makes some very, very interesting directing choices in it mm. that also, to some degree, come down to technical stuff. Yeah. But I think that uh, it's a pretty neatly directed movie. Mm. Not neatly, like, clean, I mean, cleanly, I guess, as well. But it's yeah. very, like, it's, there's some, there's some interesting choices. choices. Yeah. Okay. All right. There is Best Director. So, now the big one. Uh, one of the big ones. Which one do you want to do first? Do you want to do actress or actor? Let's do... Uh... I say actress because I'm more excited to talk about actor. All right, here's John Cho and Issa Rae with the nominations for Best Actress in a Leading Role. For performance by an actress in a leading role, the Actors Branch nominates Cynthia Erivo in Harriet. Hmm. 
Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. <laughs> Saoirse Ronan in Little Women. Charlize Theron in Bombshell. And Renee Zellweger in Judy. Oh, ladies. I see Harriet. Pierre, have you seen Harriet? No. <laughs> I have also not seen Harriet. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I have seen Marriage Story and Little Women. Oh, man. Now I'm just realizing, like, yeah, I haven't seen enough of these movies. Oh, boy. Well, I have seen all of these movies except Harriet, so I can, I can carry this conversation okay. again if we need to. Um, so I'll start with the ones that you definitely haven't seen. Charlize Theron in Bombshell was awesome. Like, mm -hmm. she's very good. She is definitely a contender. Mm -hmm. I don't think she wins it, but she's a contender for sure. Mm -hmm. Renee Zellweger is probably the front runner here for Judy. Mm -hmm. She already won the Golden Globe, and she did deliver a pretty darn good performance in the movie Judy. I watched that. Yeah. Um, I don't... Uh, I think that if I were to pick a favorite here... Um, I mean, it's obvious what's my, what my favorite would be, and we'll talk about her in a second. But uh, I would say my second favorite would be Charlize Theron, and I think, I think Renee has a good chance of winning it. Mm -hmm. I would put her third at best. At best. Uh, Charlize Theron is my second pick. But let's talk about my first pick. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. There it is. <laughs> Marriage Story. Yeah. She was so good in that movie. So what's interesting here is Scarlett Johansson was nominated in two categories. She was nominated for Best yeah. Supporting and Best Lead. Which the is... last time that happened was 2008 with, uh, I believe, Kate Blanchett. Hmm. That's, anyway, that's an interesting the... <laughs> factoid. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. What do you think? Uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah I definitely say, like, if not... Uh, it's kind of... I don't know if, like, her role in Jojo Rabbit or Marriage Story was better. I love them both so much. I think that Scarlett Johansson... I think in Jojo Rabbit she showed maybe more range, mm. but in Marriage Story... Marriage Story, I think, was her best performance this year. It's a lot more intense. Very much so. Um, but, yeah, like, she... Well, she, like, obviously she, she was, like... I think... Well, she wasn't... She wasn't the heart. I, I don't know how to say it. Well, she just... I guess the audience was mostly on her side for the movie... She created a very, she was, she helped create a very s sympathetic character that you felt for, but then also, like... It was interesting, because I would say that that movie, it started very much from her perspective, mm. and it ended very much from Adam Driver's perspective. Yeah. And I would say that throughout the whole thing, um, if anyone comes across as the villain of the two of them, maybe Scarlett Johansson, but it's weird, because I say that... And at no point is she unsympathetic or does the audience no. not side with her. I'd say there were just... she. It was played very... Cause she, I don't know how to say this, but she, she never comes off as mean. No, you know, never. In the movie, but she does these very subtle things that make her come off as... as not as good as she is acting, I right. guess. And she, she's hiding something mm -hmm. in a way, you know? Um... But I love how subtle that was, and that like she she never made it so obvious that you would actively dislike her character. No, in fact, like I loved her character all the way through. Mm -hmm. If anyone, like I didn't, there was no point where I actively disliked her character, yeah. and there were very small moments where I actively disliked Adam Driver's, mostly yeah. just right at the beginning. But like, yeah, well, they the the way the screenplay was written, it was kind of I was hoping there'd be less bias. Yeah. Um, because it definitely felt like Adam 
Driver's character was kind of... Well, essentially, he, he was the bad guy from the start. Yeah. And the movie starts off that way, and then eventually you feel sympathetic for him. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it was kind of... It's a little stacked was, against him. Exactly, yeah. And I thought that was kind of lazy, because he was the one that cheated. Um, but anyways, but, this isn't for... Well, I mean, that's that's probably my issue. It's a issue that a friend of mine brought up, too. But there's the, the only... Without spoiling anything, I guess we've already spoiled it, but without yeah. really spoiling that anything, the only uh, the only major, majorly bad thing, the impetus for divorce that happens between either of them, aside from just people growing apart, is done by Adam Driver, which sucks. Because, yeah. like, it's so close to being an extremely neutral movie, yeah. like, portraying both sides Until equally, and then there's one thing... That kind of, yeah. yeah. They, they didn't even have to mention it, honestly. Like it, uh, They probably shouldn't have. Yeah. It was so minor in the sucks. script, too. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I would say... Scarlett, okay, so I've seen Scarlett Johansson. I've seen Suar... Seorzy? I think it's Saoirse. Saoirse Ronan for Little Woman. I actually think she was really good, too. She was good. I didn't think... I thought she was completely outshined, but I thought... But she was good. She's a very good I actress. Say, I wouldn't say she was outshined, but, but again, yeah, like I'm, we just disagree on that. I will, I will say, I think she really. She she acted she acted very well. I I I really liked her character and I believed her. I don't think she was given enough material to match Scarlett Johansson in Marriage For sure, Story. I agree. With I don't that think it was wholeheartedly. Any less well acted. It was just Marriage Story was kind of a better movie in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I will say, like, I loved how Saoirse Ronan, um, how she really portrayed kind. I guess because her character was very, very strong willed, mm-hmm. and she, the whole time she was. She was very set on the goal of, like, you know, being a writer, right? Mm-hmm. And, and saving her family um, and not getting married. Essentially was, like, her big her big character-defining mm-hmm. uh, arc is just, like, she, she, she doesn't want marriage to hold her down, right? Yeah. But I loved how she always had that vulnerability of she's scared to be alone mm-hmm. throughout it, even though she was very, like... I guess it's kind of, the, both performances were very, like, I think both characters were played very strongly, but mm-hmm. then also there were these subtle things that gave hints to who the character really was deep down. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say she, if Scarlett Johansson wasn't there, I'd say she definitely could have won. Can I put a... I uh, it, yeah, I think she's just unlucky this year. All right, so who do you, who do you think takes this category? I'd say Scarlett Johansson. I am. I haven't seen enough of these movies. I'd say Scarlett Johansson, but I wouldn't be upset if Saoirse Ronan actually won, honestly, at all. I'm gonna say so. My pick is Scarlett Johansson. Renee Zellweger might take this, mm. and I don't think she sh- she should, but she does have some momentum going in from having won the Golden Globe. Yeah. I need to watch Judy then. Um, oh, speaking of notable uh, notable snub here is Aquafina for The Farewell. Ah, uh, I don't mind it. Honestly, that's that's fair. I thought that <laughs> I'm I, sorry. I really I, I liked wasn't that a movie. big. I just okay with. I I didn't she I think she played the role great. Mm-hmm. I just think the only problem was. Uh, I, I I just I think the movie kind of messed her over a bit. She wasn't. How do I say this? I think if they gave her more time to not, before she found out her, I I I, I can. This doesn't really spoil like her grandma. 
is is dying. Is dying. Yeah. Yes. And that's what the movie's about. And she, um, she just didn't show that much range, in my opinion. And like it was a very solidly acted part. I wouldn't say it was like, like, Oscar worthy again. Okay. Like she was great. Not not a. There wasn't the role wasn't be meaty enough. So to, for more. I would say I I think she definitely. Should have gotten a nomination. I would say over who would who would I who would I put her in over here? I don't know. Maybe Cynthia Erivo. I haven't seen Harriet, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think I think <laughs> this, she. This is the tough part. Is we haven't seen enough of these movies. Yeah, I would. I would think I she. Haven't. I would think she should have gotten a nomination. I guess I don't know who she could replace here. Yeah. But she's also up against Scarlett Johansson, who's like a powerhouse this yeah. year, especially. Yeah. So yeah. Either um, way. Okay, so that's actress. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the best actor. In a leading role, here is uh, John Cho and his array again. For performance by an actor in a leading role, the Actors Branch nominates Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver in Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. And Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. So I just want to start this off by saying this is potentially, 2019 is potentially the only year we will ever get an Oscar-worthy performance out of Adam Sandler. And I cannot believe <laughs> that he didn't get nominated. Yeah. Have you seen Uncut Gems? I haven't yet. It. I actually I keep hearing about him though. Actually, my top pick for best actor in a leading role this year was Uncut Gems. Yeah. I think he blew every single one of these actors out of the water. Mm. Um, the only one that even comes close to me, the only ones that even come close to me, are Joaquin Phoenix and Ant- Antonio Banderas, mm. because those were just such solid performances, yeah. you know. But Uncut Gems is like completely anchored by Adam Sandler, and it's such a it's such a good movie. And Adam Sandler is such a good person in it. Mm-hmm. And it's so upsetting to me that he didn't... I think he got yeah, robbed. I don't know that he would have yeah. would have won, but by God, he should have. Okay, there's my Adam Sandler. Sorry, yeah, I want to say more, but I, ha- I really want to see Uncut Gems, but I'm waiting for Netflix. But I know that you had said that you have um, some thoughts on actor in a leading role. Yeah. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on actor okay, in a leading well, role? Well, now that I look at like, I really want to... I really want to see Antonio Banderas in Painting Glory now. Mm-hmm. I kind of regret not seeing that. Um, I don't know if it was ever in theaters in Canada. Yeah. Well, yeah, that wouldn't help. Um, I, looking at, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Leonardo DiCaprio, I think he put in on, he was amazing in that role. Like, he's just a really, really good actor. For sure. I just, I think the movie really screwed him over. He just wasn't given much to do. I think he was given... Well, what I would say is I think that he was given a similar amount to do as in the role that actually won him the Oscar. Yeah, like if this was a weak year, I could see him winning it. Because he, like, honestly, he played that part flawlessly. So, I can't think of anything he could have done better. Mm-hmm. It's just like the script wasn't there for him. I, uh, when I was ranting to, about Adam Sandler to my friends, uh, what I said about the actor in a leading role, and I, I, I said this about Leonardo DiCaprio, but I think I would, I would also have this opinion for a couple of other people in here. Leonardo DiCaprio was in the top performances of the year for me, of course, yeah. but not the top five, and there's only five spots here. Yeah. So I don't even know that I would have nominated DiCaprio, but against, say, Jonathan Price and Joaquin Phoenix, well, not Joaquin Phoenix, against, say, Jonathan Price, probably. 
Jonathan Price was good in The Two Popes. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, and that movie is really interesting because it's just a two-hour-long theological discussion between two people, basically. Mm. Uh, And Jonathan Price is very good in it. Uh, He's definitely the standout of the movie, Mm. um, aside from maybe the guy who plays the same character earlier in his life. Mm. Um, But, uh, I mean, honestly, I just don't understand why. I don't think... I don't know that the two popes should have gotten nominated for very many things, honestly. Um, But yeah, Jonathan Price is actually quite good in the two popes, and I very much enjoyed him in that. Leonardo DiCaprio, of course, also one of the top performances of the year. I don't know if he's... He's just up against so many better people. Um, We've got Adam Driver. That's unfortunate. Adam Driver for Marriage Story, I want to say he should win compared to... So so I'm going to be honest. From what I know because I haven't seen two of these movies, I'd say it's between Adam Driver and Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds like that's what most... They seem like the two favorites as well. Yeah. At least from Although what I've Antonio, seen on the Oscar betting websites. Um, I, I Antonio Banderas is sort of an sort of an underdog here. Like, he's sort of an underdog, but like an underdog favorite. Yeah. Because he's definitely... the peop- I'm going to say the people who voted for Willem Dafoe last year mm-hmm. in Actor in a Leading Role for his art movie mm-hmm. are going to vote for Antonio Banderas this year mm-hmm. for his art movie. Yeah. They, they, they feel like two kind of outsiders yeah. in, the, in the leading role. Not usually looked at by the Academy. Um, but yeah, I, I, these are both, I think they were both amazingly played. Joaquin Phoenix really carried the Joker movie. I think Joaquin Phoenix... Well, Joaquin Phoenix has the momentum going in because he won the Golden Globe. And also he's just... That movie has been everywhere over the last year. It made a lot of money. Made a lot of money. Uh, It made a lot of money. It's a superhero movie, which, I mean, if the Oscars do award a superhero movie a main prize like that, then that gets a lot of press. Yeah, that'd be... Um, I don't know if those. I don't know what exactly the considerations are here, but more than anything, he was also very, very good in that role. Yeah. He carried that movie hard. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I guess, I'd just say, I think Adam Driver was better because he was, his role, was not as easy to act, in my opinion. I don't think the Joker was easy to act, but when you're given a character like that, I think there's a lot of liberty you can take mm-hmm. with it. Whereas Adam Driver's, he had. You know, it's, he's he's just a dad. You know? Yeah, and he's got to be. Well, I mean, he's got to be very realistic in that yeah. as well. Like considering, like, I'm. I guess this is just kind of like meta thinking, but like considering for me, the Joker is a lot more intriguing for audience to audiences to see. Mm-hmm. It's just like an easier vote, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and Joaquin Phoenix, like he played it beautifully, but. Yeah, like, I mean, the Joker role has already won an Oscar right. in a way. Um, and although he, he played it in a, a very different way, I still think, like, um, I think anyone could have seen that coming. Like, he was going to play that role very well. And you know what else what? anyone can see coming? What? He's, he's going to win it. Yeah. Like, I don't think, ah. I, I don't even think anyone else, I mean, Adam Driver has a chance. Like you said, he's another front it's runner. Just, it's but it's just because it's a... First of all, it's a streamed movie. I don't think that helps it at all. I mean, it, and Netflix is doing better. At least they're getting a lot of nominations. Yeah, but yeah. also, I mean, I don't know how the Academy... I still don't... I don't think the Academy feels well about Netflix. No. And then also, yeah, I think his his performance 
was really, really good. It's, it's more subtle. It's less, I think, photo or, like, uh, commercial worthy, I guess, mm-hmm. if he wins. I just, I think he's an amazing actor and he's, uh, he doesn't get enough attention. Joaquin Phoenix already, I think he's already, like, seen as one of the best actors of our generation of our generation i've seen that sentence on um, several different websites and i think he but it's it's true though he, he is, had an easier yeah. time pulling off that role than adam driver would have for marriage story but honestly like yeah i could see it going either way they were both amazing mm-hmm. i just i i'm personally biased towards adam driver um but yeah all right now, this next round is not going to be introduced by John Cho and Issa Rae. We're going to leave no. them behind for a minute. Now we're going to talk about the technical categories. Yeah, I think the way we'll that I'd like to do quickly. this is um, these are going to be fairly quick, and I know that at least one of us for most of these is not going to have much to say. Usually it's going to be me, but there's one or two that maybe you don't have that much to say about. Yeah. Let's do this as a lightning round. Sure. So I am going to say the category, and you're going to tell me your pick, and I'm going to tell you my pick. Okay. Okay. Cinematography. Yeah, can we have like a little bit of explanation? Yeah, you're small, yeah, small. Okay. very small. Let's yeah. keep it like two to three sentences. Sounds good. All right. Cinematography. Uh, 1917. <laughs> uh, also 1917. You want to say why? Uh, it's just really obvious. The whole movie was literally made for cinematography. Pretty much. Yeah. And, like it wouldn't work if the cinematography was poor in any way. And mm-hmm. the yeah, it was. I think they they prepped for like four months just to get the camera angles. Yeah. And, planned out and everything because it's a one-shot it's a one-shot movie it's it looks like a one-shot movie it looks like a one-shot movie um but yeah yeah easy win uh cinematography uh, cinematography 1917 costume design what's your pick um where's costume design crap it's down here down there okay uh i think it's between once upon a time in hollywood and jojo rabbit Ooh, interesting i I'm a little surprised you didn't say little women although like i also specifically would not have said little women so i think it's I don't know how to say it. It's just like I've I've seen lots of uh, older movies yeah. before. It feels like it's it's kind of easy at this point. Like, I definitely say Jojo Rabbit. It just had the most interesting costumes. Yeah. And really Once popped. Upon a Time in Hollywood. I like that that's nominated because I always like seeing things nominated for costume design that aren't necessarily obvious. Like yeah. in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, most people you would think they're just wearing what they wear day to day anyway, yeah. and they aren't. But like I always like that ra- rather than yeah. like. 19th century hoity-toity. Yeah. Well, also, like, just the differences, like, they had the, like, the Charles Manson troupe. Yeah. I like their outfits. I think it really, it really made them feel like real people. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah. I don't know much to say about it. I just, I, it feels between those two. I agree with it's between those two. I say Jojo Rabbit because I think the costumes are more interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's go costume design. That was costume design. Uh, documentary feature. Have you seen enough of those to comment? No. All right. Honeyland. Uh, film editing. What do you think? Uh, I said Ford versus Ferrari. I think it's just, it's a racing movie, and it was just edited really well. And I think, like, considering the subject matter, like, it's a very, it's following very many years of these guys' lives, mm-hmm. but it it's just, it's very quickly paced, even though I think it could have easily been boring between the racing scenes. I don't really have a strong enough opinion to disagree with you. I think for me it would be between Ford versus Ferrari and The Irishman. The yes. Irishman essentially for the same reason you said, just but also just because the thing we've touched on, it's a three and a half hour movie and it's paced pretty decently. Yeah. Which is honestly, it's The Irishman gets a lot of points just for being a marathon movie. Yeah. Uh, international feature. We already did that one. Makeup and hairstyling. Have uh, you... I think I said Joker. Joker, maybe 1917. But. Um, I think Joker and maybe Bombshell. I would okay. say those would be my two. Uh, but I don't know clearly, clearly, Joker is both of our front runners, and like 
it had good makeup and <laughs> <For> hair. Makeup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, original um, score. Original score. Uh, marriage story for me. Marriage story for sure. I thought this was not only a good, it was not only a really good score, it was also very unique for Randy Newman. Mm-hmm. Like it felt, it felt like the kind of thing that Randy Newman's peers would do, mm-hmm. but it was very different from like a Toy Story m- score. Um, I'd argue, I'd say they're actually pretty similar. From what I can tell, um, I thought from what it I was, remember. I thought it was it, was. it had a different character. It was like it similar did. instrumentation, but a very different character, which I thought okay, was cool. Okay, that's fair. I, I will say, Little Women, I think, is the second. Should be second there. I thought. That's yeah, Little Women was incredible. Year. Also, 1917 is a strong contender here. Honestly, I, I wouldn't be mad if it wins, but I'd 1917. Say it's a step below. Well, because like 1917, it's if you listen to the score, it's basically it's there the entire movie. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. So 1917, its its score itself has to tell a story. Yeah. Um, just 1917 is a really technically wonderful film. Yeah. All right. Original song. Uh, yeah. I'm mad about this category. I don't really care who. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, what do you think? I mean, the only choice in here for me is I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away, which is fine. I don't remember any of these. It's, it's, it's pretty honest. funny. I remember um, Into the Unknown, sort of, but I didn't think that was that good. Original song, uh, Wild Rose. This was, the only ch- this was the only place where Wild Rose had a chance, which is a Scottish, it's a British movie about a Scottish lady who wants to become a country singer in Nashville. Oh. Uh, her song is Glasgow, mm-hmm. and that is the culmination of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And it sh- tells the story of the whole movie, but, like, not in a really preachy way. It's just, like... When you listen to the lyrics, it's like, oh, I know what she's talking about. Yeah. This whole movie, ma- this this all makes sense. And it comes at a really pivotal point in the movie, the yeah. climax of the movie. And um, it was way better than all of these songs. Anyway, yeah, this uh, this is a bad category. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, production design. 1917, easy. Yeah, 1917. Um, I would say Parasite is a very close second. Parasite had awesome set design. Oh, yeah. Now that I think about it. Yeah. I, um, I still think 1917 is the 1917 is the clear winner here, here yeah. but Parasite is a close second for me. Yeah, I, I have a bad feeling Hollywood's gonna win though. Um, because yeah. it was also had really good. Production it did have design. good production design. Actually, like all honestly, all of these. But all of these are good. I'd say 1917. I would win. say the I would say my least favorite of all of these is The Irishman because it's like there's not that much that special yeah, about wasn't it. Yeah, that good. Um, sound editing. Uh, Any strong opinions? 1917. Also, yeah. Obvious one. Sound mixing. Uh, I'd say Ad Astra, I mean, I don't know, Ad Astra had good sound mixing, um, Ford versus Ferrari, I'd say all of them had really good sound mixing. Every, everything that's nominated in this category is a strong contender. Yeah, except 1917, I think it's just a cut above everyone else. Yeah, so, I'd say 1917, Ford versus Ferrari is a close second for Mm -hmm. me, Ad Astra, and also close third. Yeah. Uh, visual effects. Lion King or 1917? I, I think 1917. The Lion yeah. King is free. I don't, the Lion King doesn't deserve to be on here it, at all. I don't want it to be there, but I could see it winning. Sure. The Irishman. Um, the Irishman did admirably. I, I don't think it I should think be. I think it was good enough. No. Um, all right. Last ones. Adapted screenplay and original screenplay. Or do we want to talk about these at length? Um, do you seem like you have things to say about original screenplay? Uh, kind of both. Okay, so like adapt. I'll say adapted screenplay quickly. I think Little Women should definitely win. Adapted. I don't, I don't know why Jojo Rabbit is adapted. It's based on a book. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh. Adapted um, screenplay. I think either Little Women or Jojo Rabbit. I think Little Women though. Yeah. Little Women is just like it's. 
people who know a lot more about Little Women than I do called the, called this movie the quintessential adaptation of Little Women. Yeah. So like, come I'd, on. I'd say it had a lot of things going, like them pulling off the nonlinear yeah. play and doing it like believe like because they had like three or four timelines going on mm-hmm. at once. I, I think that was really impressive. Jojo Rabbit, I definitely say the screenplay was better than the movie in my like than the how it was directed. Okay, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I still have to say Little Women. I'd say it's between th- those two, though. Do you want me to throw it back to John Cho for original screenplay? Sure, or? let's talk okay. about that. Here's John Cho and Issa Rae again with original screenplay. And for writing, original screenplay, the members of the branch nominate. Knives Out, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach. Mm-hmm, did it. 1917, Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson Cairns. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. And Parasite, Pong Juno, Han Jin Won. You killed that. That was a lot of names. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. All right. So, what do you think about original screenplay? Oh, God. Okay, so I've seen all of these, which is nice for once. Um, Looks like you have Once Upon a Time yeah. in Hollywood winning. I no, I, I think that's what the Academy's gonna choose. Yeah, it's for just sure. tough because Tarantino's so good at, at dialogue. And it's, like, it's annoying. Honestly, the sc- the screenplay was very good. It was. It was. I don't know that it's I, it's not my favorite. No. But it it was very good. Yeah, like, it it was definitely like the the best part of the movie. Yeah. Except for maybe like the performances, um, and this the production design, um. But yeah, it's just okay. So I, it's just tough. I don't think nineteen seventeen should be there. Honestly, I don't know why it's there. Well, I'm just gonna hide my sheet from. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I I didn't think it's screenplay. It's it's definitely much more of a technical marvel than, um, yeah. I don't think the screenplay was that well done. So, Knives Out, Marriage. I think it's Knives Out, Marriage Story, and Parasite. I have very strong opinions for. Um, Knives Out was solid. I don't know if it was the directing holding it back or the screenplay. I can't tell, honestly. If, it might have been the screenplay. Ah, uh, the screenplay has one... It's got one or two spots where it's just kind of weak. Because I think it's really clever. The only problem is is that the rest of the family doesn't get enough lines. Yeah. And it had a lot of potential. Like, I honestly, they could have... Like, maybe it was cut out in editing or something, but, like, I definitely think it had more potential than was shown on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the it, idea was good. Yeah, it's the very, actual execution is close. Yes, but it's not entirely there. So I, I wanted to say I, I want it to win, but like I don't think it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Marriage Story. I don't know why I didn't. I didn't even look at it for Marriage Story, but for it's between for me. I really want Marriage Story or Parasite to win. I think Marriage Story is again. It's got a little bit of weakness in the writing, and it's because of that one thing that we which mentioned. The, what, which one is it? Uh, where the, the fact, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, now that I think of that. that Parasite, was, to me, would be the top pick here. Yeah, that, that's the thing. So, yeah, Parasite, I literally cannot think of really any flaws in that no, screenplay. No, it's, it's really, really good. It's really good. It's really tight. I'll, like, it balances. I'd say, like, well, the directing and the screenplay are able to balance the themes, or the, yeah. the different uh, themes and genres it reflects. Bong Joon-ho really likes to talk about 
social and social inequality and like do hard social commentaries. Yeah. And I think that Parasite is the is the first one of his that I've seen that like really nails it in yeah. every regard. Yeah. Because Snowpiercer tried and it flopped hard as far as I'm concerned, but Parasite mm. is just almost it's it's as far as screenplays go, it's like almost perfect. It's almost perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, I can't think of a couple things off the top of my head, but yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, but yeah, so that's my pick. I think it might be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, honestly, but only because, well, you'll find out later. We've I, got I uh, we've got some Tarantino fans in the Academy, I think. Yeah, yeah, and he's just notorious for putting out really good screenplays. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Do yeah. we want to... Uh, oh, you said you were going to talk about that later, so I guess yes. we're going to talk about our last category now. Best this picture. is uh, John Cho and Issa Rae again announcing the Best Picture nominees for 2019, or 2020, I guess, whichever. And finally, all voting members of the Academy have nominated the following films for Best Ooh. Picture. Ford versus Ferrari, Peter Chernin, Jen O'Topping, and James Mangold, producers. The Irishman, Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Jane Rosenthal, and Emma Tillinger-Koskoff, producers. Jojo Rabbit, Carthew Neal, and Taika Waititi, producers. Joker, Todd Phillips, Bradley Cooper, and Emma Tillinger-Koskoff, producer. Little Women, Amy Pascal, producer. Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach and David Heyman, producers. 1917, Sam Mendes, Pippa Harris, Jane Ann Tengren, and Callum McDougal, producers. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, David Heyman, Shannon McIntosh, and Quentin Tarantino, producers. And Parasite, Kwak Shine and Bong Juno, producers. Did it. All yes. right. Okay. Best picture. What do you think? Uh, yeah, so again, I've seen all of these movies. You have seen all awesome. of these. Like, okay. I'm very happy about that. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say it's Parasite. Like, just 100%. That's my pick. My pick is 1917. Um, but, like, I would be over the moon if Parasite won it. Because Parasite... I don't think Parasite is realistically going to win this category. Yeah, it's a problem. And, like, as, as sad as it sounds, it's, it's a foreign movie... And that has that won the before, but like uh, extremely rarely. I think a more one, or Amour? there was. Oh, okay. If, if if it wasn't a more, it was like some Italian movie in the nineties yeah. also won it once. But it's, it, it's happened. It's it, extremely rare. It's definitely yeah okay. And, and then I, I put down so yeah I I think. I don't think it'll win screenplay because if it wins best picture, I don't think it'll win screenplay. That's that's. Are you, oh once upon a time that no no sorry uh parasite, I don't think. Once Upon a Time should win directing or best picture. It def it just shouldn't. I don't think so. I think the Academy might choose it anyways. I I know possibly. I honestly don't know what could get. But then again, Tarantino never wins best picture. I don't think he has. Like, yeah. Ever. And this should be the movie he wins on, especially because of 
how intense this competition is. I mean, like I'd literally say like every may okay, not Joker, <laughs> but like uh, actually no, maybe even Joker, but like every other movie here in my opinion is better than Hollywood. I think that the front maybe. runners for this are going to be 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman. And I say those last two I really think that there is, I think there's a Scorsese and Tarantino bias, and these were very good movies, admittedly, but I think that, I think that, like, the fact that they're kind of the old guard is going to really serve them well here, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that guarantees them a win, but I think they're very strong contenders. Yeah, the the Academy's pretty nostalgic. Um, I mean, a Hollywood movie... I'd say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is, is the biggest Oscar bait movie here. For sure, yeah. Um, maybe Little Women, but I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. No. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to go through this one by one because I... Yeah, I let's go through it one by one. Ford v. Ferrari, I'm kind of surprised it's there. It's a really, really good movie. I don't... It just feels weird amongst everything else. Well, what's surprising to me there is it's strange that it got nominated for Best Picture... And almost nothing else. Like, it got yeah. a few technical categories, but it didn't get an acting. Like, honestly, yeah, when I think about it, Christian Bale, I think, could have been nominated for Best For sure, actor. yeah. I forgot about that. Christian Bale could have been... No, he, he was leading actor. He was being was pushed for lead actor. Oh, I see. Well, that's probably why he got screwed over. Yeah, Matt Damon could have been a strong supporting actor, too, though, if he was being uh, pushed for supporting. Yeah, I'd, I'd put him over, like... Anthony Hopkins. Well, I let's but, let's yeah, throw sure. Anthony Hopkins under yeah, the bus out here. Of, out of the thing. Um, but yeah, Ford v. Ferrari feels kind of weird. I don't think it has a chance at all, frankly. I, I don't think so. Uh, the Irishman. Um, I think it's a strong contender. I don't want it to Because it's a win. marathon movie. Yeah, it's a marathon movie. It's an ode to old the movies of the 80s and 70s, I'd say. Yeah, if you like um, Martin Scorsese, my God, not only is this a Martin Scorsese movie, it is a Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah. Like, this isn't a weird thing it's like most Silence. most Martin Scorsese movie that he's probably ever done. It's certainly since Goodfellas. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's definitely up there. Not because I liked it the most, but because... I'd like. I'd actually say Ford v. Ferrari is a better movie, in my opinion. I think I would probably agree. But it's just... Uh, yeah, it, it just has a lot going for it in that, like... It feels very it it mm-hmm. feels Oscar bait, not for the usual reasons, but just like it's an insider movie. Yeah, uh, Jojo Rabbit. I don't see it. I don't think it has a winning. chance. It's very good. It's very I'm, good. I think it's cool that it got nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. it's not gonna win. No, and I I don't. I'm happy it got nominated. I don't think there were some. I think some pretty big. They're not big flaws, but there were noticeable flaws, in sure. my opinion. That I I I think holds it back. So mm-hmm. like while a really really good movie. It's not up there with some of these. Okay, for this next one here, uh, I'm going to say, and this is going to sound like a huge insult, and I really don't mean it that way. I think Joker is this year's Bohemian Rhapsody when it comes to the when it comes to the awards. The awards, yeah. It's getting nominated in a lot of things, and it has a lot of, like, it's the popular movie that they decided to nominate. Yeah. I don't know how political that is, but, like, I think it's mostly nominated in a lot of things for whatever the same reason was that Bohemian Rhapsody was. Yeah. Um, luckily, I actually don't disagree with most of those nominations, where Bohemian Rhapsody was a trash movie. Yeah, that was that was definitely a bad year. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually don't mind Joker being in Best Picture. I think it's... Considering the amount of... So the reason I said that here is Joker is the biggest surprise to me. I didn't see it being up for Best Picture at all. Mm. Um, it seems like sort of an anti-insider movie. Like it's extre- it's the kind of thing that the Academy shouldn't like, but yeah. they really do. Directed by 
directed Todd by Phillips, Todd Phillips. Guy. It's a comic book movie, which like yeah. I mean, the Academy clearly likes the role of the Joker, but yeah. nothing else. Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix is the star, and he hasn't won an Oscar as far as I, he does. He's not. He's not a. He hasn't won an Oscar. I don't yeah. think he has. So, I'm not even sure if he's been nominated. I assume yeah, he has, but I I don't know for sure. But yeah, it feels like there's a lot going on. I say I don't mind it being nominated. I think it's better than The Irishman too. I think it is the outsider movie here. Yeah, and I don't see it winning though. Like no. At all. Um, um, see, yeah. I only see it winning because Green Book won last year, and so the Academy can definitely surprise us, and I think that if there's going to be mm-hmm. a surprise win here, it's Joker. I, I think Green Book was kind of obvious Oscar bait, though. Yeah, for it sure. Not not like Joker, in my opinion. Uh, I would Women? say then, oh, sorry. like, to uh, to amend that statement then... Little Women might be this year's Green Book. That could be yeah, the surprise because could, uh, it's it's kind of Oscar baity, but like it's up against things that are much more Oscar mm, bait, I guess. Yeah, there's there's a few things like, like especially with the Academy seeming kind of sexist this year, I could see it getting kind of a a win because of that. I I, I definitely think it's I, I'd say Little. It's Women one of the strongest ones on is here. Is probably is better than all the ones we talked about already. Yes. Um, for sure, it's a really really good movie. I don't. I don't think if as we go down the list, I guess I can explain more, but I like Little Women I think is the first one that we've talked about here that is both I, I well not really the first one. I think Little Women is a strong contender and I mm-hmm. think it could win. I don't yeah, know that I it will. Yeah, I, I think there's stronger either, contenders. But uh like well we're gonna go to the next one. Marriage story. Marriage story is an extremely strong contender. Yes. I think it gets shut out almost entirely this year. Like I don't think it wins many awards. Yeah, I, I kind of see that happening. It's very, very good, and people have to acknowledge that. Yeah. But it's also a Netflix movie. I know, and it hurts me to say, but like I, I definitely think it. Mm, I think it's it's in my top three movies of this year, or maybe top five. I think I put I, it somewhere in my top. I forget 10. Avengers Endgame always, but. I think I put it in my um, top ten as well. Anyways, yeah, Marriage Story. I has a lot going for it. The screenplay, yeah, I think is a little iffy, um, but I I feel like it's not. It didn't make enough of a splash, especially because it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I don't see it winning these other awards to be best picture. Unfortunately, yeah. I think it should. I, I think, think it. I think there's a lot of awards here where it's the strongest score actress in a leading role it's one of the strongest an actor in a leading role yeah and it's actually one of the strongest for best picture too yeah. but i don't think it wins i don't, I don't think honestly it think either. it wins any yeah. of those which is too bad honestly, it might just completely get snubbed you're right yeah I didn't think of that um uh, 19- so now we get to the golden globe winner for best original uh, for best feature drama yeah 1917 so this is a strong contender like it's it mostly technical I think that it, but I think with this one, I think it cleans up in the technical categories. I think it like For takes sure. almost all of That's them. That's why I might not see it winning. Yeah. Too, by the way, because, because it already it, gets all the technical stuff. Yeah, and I don't. In my opinion, the screenplay. Mm, I mean, it's nominated for best screenplay. It's so. also nominated against Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's, I I I'd definitely say it's a front runner, probably more than Marriage Story for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, not. Mm. Actually, I could see it winning. I could I, for sure see it winning. I can see this one winning. I think... I don't know what I think wins. I'm going to have to think about that for a minute. Okay. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah, strong contender. Very strong contender. I. It's Oscar Beatty as hell. Like, it's so obvious. It kills it's not, me that... 
it, it's gonna, it, it probably will win. It's, it's weird though too, because like it's very, very obvious Oscar bait, but like it's Oscar bait in a very different way than, if you remember a couple of years ago, Lincoln? Uh, yeah. I watched that movie and I was just furious the entire time because of how, won. no, well, because of how obvious it was that, how obvious of Oscar bait it was. Yeah. I felt like everything in that movie existed because whoever whoever worked on that part of the movie wanted to win an Oscar for that thing. Yeah. And like I don't see that the same way as in as with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like it doesn't seem like it's fully intentional Oscar bait. It no. seems like a love like Quentin Tarantino has lived in Hollywood for a while yeah. and he really likes Hollywood and so he wrote a love letter to Hollywood. Which, by its nature, has to be Oscar bait. So, yeah. in a one in one hand, I mean, I think it's not intentional Oscar bait. In as far as this, do, it doesn't seem like it's like everything in it was specifically engineered to get an Oscar. But also, it's all of the things that do get an Oscar. Yeah, that's so, what scares me about it. Yeah, it definitely. I could see it winning. Um, I, I don't want it to win. I believe if it did win, this would be Quentin Tarantino's first best picture, wouldn't it? Yeah, and that would, I honestly would be kind of sad neat. about that because, yeah. well, it's neat in that, like, I think he, he deserved, he, he deserves a best one, picture. but this is not the one. No, this, like, I, in my opinion, this is one of, uh, I haven't seen Kill Bill, so it's hard for me. Kill Bill's I, I, one of his best, though. Yeah, okay, well, there you go. So I, I definitely say it's on the lower part. I, not the lowest in his filmography. I don't think personally that Quentin... I think the closest thing that Quentin Tarantino has made to a bad movie is Death Proof, which mm-hmm. is not that bad, but also barely counts as a movie. make it... Didn't he just write the screenplay? No, he made that one. Oh, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. I could oh, be wrong. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's the director of that, though. But anyway, um, I think that that's the closest thing he's made to a bad movie. But aside from that, I would put this down with Jackie Brown in his slightly more experimental ones, which mm. are at the bottom because they're not... He's trying stuff out. He's not making a really, really great movie. Yeah. But even those are both very good movies. Yeah. They're just not, you know, top two Quentin Tarantino's. No. This is a very Tarantino movie, though. And For I sure. I think the Oscars are going to like that. Or the Academy's going to like that. So but let's go on to the one that should win. Parasite. Parasite, obviously. I think is definitely, yeah, just... It's just I, I I legitimately believe it's just like a step above all of these movies in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think because like all of these movies, I can think of like something I didn't like in it that yeah. I would have done differently. In Parasite, I can't. Parasite, I literally cannot. Maybe okay, Little Women as well, but I don't. I just don't think Little Women was. It's just not like it does everything as good as it could have. Mm-hmm. But Parasite, I, I feel like, is just a better movie. Yeah. It's hard to say why. It's just like, I, I just I think everything was slightly better. Parasite is a cut though. above. It is probably, like, I also liked 1917. And as I was saying, in my, uh, in my favorite movie of the year was 1917. But yeah. Parasite is such a close second that, like, I really want Parasite to win Best Picture. Yeah. yeah. I, it's kind of fitting that's, like, the last one on the list mm-hmm. that we can talk about. Because, yeah, it's just everything, like, the act- acting was good. Screenplay was good. The directing was directing also was awesome. Directing was really, really good. And you can just tell there was so much passion put into it mm-hmm. by everyone involved that, like... And, and, and just, like, the amount it balances so many different themes and genres in the same movie, mm-hmm. right? And, like... 
it's just it, it was it was hard it was and it was an amazing experience it's, it was heartbreaking to watch but also like hilarious but it also gets you to think as well yeah. there's just so many levels to it so i, I don't can't, i don't yeah. think that uh people have heard our parasite episode Probably so not. you know what Actually, I happen to have the insider scoop on what's going up in the next couple of weeks here. Yes. Uh, so th- now you now that you've finished listening to us talk about the Oscars, we'll do yes. like a wrap up and stuff. But this episode uh, is coming out before our Knives Out episode. So you're gonna we didn't talk that much about Knives Out this time, but that's fine because it's not re- it's only nominated for screenplay. Yeah, we're gonna talk a lot about Knives Out next week. You're gonna hear that the week after. We're going to talk about Parasite. Parasite is going to be the one that goes up after Knives Out. Mm-hmm. And um, then uh, and then the rest of... We've got actually quite a few episodes on um, contenders. We got, uh, we got a Joker episode that... I mean, I'll probably promote. It's out already. Um, we've got a Ford versus Ferrari episode that's coming out. And we have Jojo Rabbit. So, um, yeah, we've got some, some stuff coming up between now and the Oscars. So... Yeah, exciting times. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about the Oscars so far? Uh, no. I, I just say overall. I, I, I like, honestly, I think they made some pretty good choices. I think this is a good year. It's just, uh, yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple snubs I'm kind of sad about. I think, but in in general, it's a solid year. Much better than last year, and I'm excited to see. I'm very happens. happy about the Best Picture nominees. There's not a single Best Picture nominee that I don't like. Yeah, exactly. Where last year Bohemian Rhapsody was on there, and I had very, I have very inflammatory thoughts about Bohemian yeah, Rhapsody. And Black Panther was there. Black Panther, I thought it was, was cool that it got nominated, but it, but it, it didn't a deserve token, it. Token pick. Yeah, it was. Oh man, I was watching a YouTube video, and it's like Black Panther wins Best Picture is such a meme that I just want it to happen. That wasn't <laughs> yeah. me. That was what you were saying in the video. Yeah, yeah. But like. I don't know. I think it would be cool if eventually there's a Marvel movie that I say, without a doubt, this should be in Best Picture. And so far, that hasn't happened. I, I don't put, even know. I want to put Infinity War in there. Um, Infinity yeah. War was strong. I think that Infinity War is stronger as part of a series. And That's fair. That yeah. is, like, the Marvel series is a very, very good movie series, and it's very good as a movie series. I think, I personally don't think they have a really, really, like, an extremely strong single insular entry yet like one that works entirely on its own that's as strong as anything on here okay that's fair although like one i want them to but also if they never do that's fine because that's kind of not what those movies set out to achieve yeah so marvel is always sort of a different thing and it doesn't honestly marvel doesn't need these awards like this is no honestly one on a commercial level they don't but also like they don't necessarily fit in here and that's okay yeah, I, I like how the Oscars they're they're kind of made to promote the smaller movies. And which I, really, I mean, actually, none of these movies were that small. No, <laughs> these, to be honest, like all of these, picture. all the best picture ones are blockbusters. But actually, that's not true. Marriage Story is a fairly small movie. Like Netflix pushed well, it pretty streaming. hard, but it's it it's streaming, streaming, right? So. Parasite was basically got no release over here. Like it did until well, yeah, the nominations really helped it. Yeah, um, well, it was released in here over here on, in November, and, like, the fact that it got so much buzz over here at all is mm, astounding. Really awesome, yeah. So, like, there's, there are some, oh, and actually Jojo Rabbit was a limited release, I found yeah, out. In the States, it was is. limited. <laughs> so, th- yeah, I like that the Oscars tends to promote art movies, even when 
I mean, even when it's kind of a meme, like you can you can pick out what's gonna you can pick out Oscar bait pretty easily. Yeah. But also a lot of times, like movies that sort of fell under the radar will be on here, mm, which. Sure. This year, I see that to some degree, like Lion King. No one knew about Lion King, and then out, and then the Oscars came. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yeah, that's not course. the one, but like. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah. So there's our Oscars episode. Oh gosh, that's definitely our longest that's episode. A long one. So yeah, I don't know. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And we'll see you at the Oscars. We will see you there. We, we might. Uh, we might do like a very, very quick wrap-up in a later episode Mm, that comes out after that. Anyway. All right, peace. Peace.